Some are calling it the politics of persecution. That is what many people are raising their voices about. First, it was efforts to totally do away with anyone on the right from ever holding any kind of office again. This happened under the Obama administration. And in fact, the agency used then was the Internal Revenue Service. What they went after and were later proven in court to have maliciously attacked is fundraising and activities of anyone who was a member of the Key Party organization or the Republican Party. A U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia has acknowledged the targeting scheme. And here's the other thing. The president keeps saying it didn't happen, but the lowest learner admitted it happened. She said that they targeted based on names and policy So what positions. was he saying, Jay? That's and, you know, what confused the, me. That what was the president saying to say, yeah. this is a funding issue, this is, uh, it's a bad law, obviously blame, the, yeah. the, dropping that on Congress's lap, but what is he saying? Yeah. Yeah, a bad law that's been around since 1954, by the way. I mean, please. And it, I guess it wasn't a bad law when all the left-wing, left-of-center groups got their tax exemption. It wasn't such a bad law then, including groups that supported the president. But here's the reality. that Let's look at what we do know. Regardless of the emails that we can't find, we do know from emails that we have found that, in fact, Lois Lerner was in cahoots with the Department of Justice to, in their words, quote, piece together, this is what she said, potential criminal cases against our clients for exercising their freedom of speech. So the president should not have said what he's, but he's been doing this. He did it with Bill O'Reilly. He did this. He's always, he's in a state of denial. His own Justice Department is supposedly still investigating this criminally. So I guess the president's playing prosecutor and jury here, but it's his, it's his IRS that's done this and they should be held accountable. Uh, a judge approved a settlement between the IRS and hundreds of Tea Party groups in which the IRS reportedly agreed to pay out three and a half million bucks. Guess what? The lawyers got half of that. Joining us is Grover Norquist with Americans for Tax Reform. <clears throat> Grover, is this a satisfying conclusion for you to this whole mess? No, obviously not. What happened, if you <clears throat> remember, shortly after the Obama administration came into power, they did the massive uh, trillion-dollar stimulus spending, and then they said, and we're going to take over health care, Obamacare, and we're going to have massive taxes on energy. And there were demonstrations in the streets in April. Uh, maybe a million people demonstrated uh, in about a thousand rallies uh, across the country. In the next three years, one of the hundreds of groups, Tea Party groups, that we'd like to incorporate so we can get a bank account and, and, and have an organization here, one got the IRS approval for to incorporate a nonprofit status. This was an effort, not by the Russians to spend $100,000 on Facebook, right. but by the United States government, the IRS, to smother a political movement by making it impossible for them to get bank accounts or get people to contribute to them because they weren't given, were not allowed right. to have a nonprofit status. It was huge, and it affected all elections since then. Well, there's a lot of galling factors about this. A, that the settlement means that the IRS admits no wrongdoing. Of the settlement money, literally 50% of that goes to lawyers. Each individual group that were targeted gets about $17,000 each. And then we get this from the IRS saying, well, we've made changes, so, quote, political targeting can't happen again. Do you buy that? No, because I was on a commission to look at the IRS back in the 90s. 
uh, and back then under Clinton, uh, I was talking to my left-wing friends. I said, are you guys getting audited because Heritage and the NRA and all these conservative citizens against government waste, all these conservative groups were being audited by the Obama uh, IRS? And none of the liberal groups were. And when I asked the head of the IRS, because I was on the commission, I asked the question, he said, oh, no, we've got this wonderful system to make sure it's terribly nonpartisan. Great. We'd love to see it. Explain it to us. Oh, no, it's secret. You'll have to trust us. Uh, yeah, trust us. When everyone says that, you, the first thing you do is not trust them. Yeah. Also galling, by the way, Lois uh, Lerner, we know, who was reviewed by the Department of Justice under the Obama administration, she was cleared of any wrongdoing, even though she pled the fifth and wouldn't talk in public testimony. She was called a hero in that investigation for trying to, to stop this practice. Give me a break. No, nonsense. I mean, this was a deliberate effort by the administration. She was in and out of the White House. What does the head of the IRS need to be in and out of the White House, you know, dozens <laughs> of times? The, the communication, the collusion between the White House and the IRS was constant uh, and, and showed up in behavior. Uh, there was no... And also, the IRS, remember, would take the list that you can contribute to the NAACP... <clears throat> right. Privately, because back in the 50s, a court ruled, Ugh. you know, pe bad people were trying to get the, yes. the National Association of the Advancement of Color People, NAACP's, list to go after the donors. So they said, those are secret. Right. And so they're legally secret so that you don't harass donors. The, uh, the IRS we'll people were handing there, those lists out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's unsatisfying yeah. end to your interview here and, and to the uh, whole IRS debacle on targeting the Tea Party. Uh, it is very unsatisfying. Uh, I guess you can put it to rest for now, but uh, what a horrible black mark in history, that, what that whole episode was. Grover Norquist, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh yes, it existed. These are some histories of the past, some things that I probably shouldn't be the one expressing on here or talking about, but let history itself talk from the different and very voluminous amounts of information that is out there online that you can find. But let's focus on the now and the here. And that now and here focuses on this. And that is, of course, that elements within the Biden administration are now going after fundraising efforts by those from the Republican side of the political spectrum or those who are conservatives. Oh, the Bidens say it's not there for any other reason. They keep a token amount of Republicans around, just like in California, who they push out every now and then and throw a few bones to and probably uh, give them a few ounces of cocaine to keep the others happy. And then they reel them back in when they need them for whatever reason to attack and slap and, well, just abuse. Sadly, these victims of abuse and political persecution don't even know that they're just pets. Pets to be perversely paraded and patronized to be able to be used for political persecution. Let's talk more about it and let's listen to this, particularly this article about what's coming next for conservatives and Republicans. Prayer is probably needed, but also perseverance and putting an effort to fight back with the balance and all means that are possible and legal to be able to defeat what has become an evil regime that is descending on these United States as bad as anything we've seen 
communist China, Russia, Soviet Union, or other repressive regimes such as Nicaragua and Venezuela. Well, it's here now, and that is what they're doing. They want to destroy this country, break it up, and take it over for their masters. See, their hope is that if they, let's say, break off California and other regions, Texas and、uh, the Northeast and you know, the Southwest and the Midwest and whatever, that they will be able to use those regions and become lords and ladies, kings and queens, and whatever little fiefdoms they desire. They range from the extremely radical black militant groups that want to, for example, take Milwaukee and most of that part of.、Uh, Uh, you know、uh, Wisconsin, and just creating what they call black homeland along the shores of Lake Erie.、Um, it's something that's been around for a long while. Something the Democrats are now adopting and pushing forward. They hope to have not a democracy there, but a kingdom. Believe it or not. And then there are other groups, such as those in California, who see a liberal blend of a new kind of Mexico. They can build out of well, Arizona, New Mexico, and Southern California, creating that into another mega region, and possibly Nevada as well. We don't know where this path will lead. We know what their plans are, at least plans that are in public and posted online that can easily be found by all these different groups that seek to chop and divide the USA. They believe their patrons from Peking or Beijing, as it is now called, will be the ones to protect them and provide them whatever they want, without realizing. Try that on the people in Tibet; they may tell you something a little bit different. Is what turned out when you signed with the CCP, because China's goal is to eliminate everybody who is a Chinese from control of the world and use anybody else. Slaves and workers. Look back, read the history, look at Imperial China, and what their ultimate goals are. But I digress. So let's listen to this, and what the immediate plans are for some of these groups within the context of these United States and the here and the now. Their future plans, well, they can be anything, but it will all start. Things like this. I'm Mike of New York. Listen, it he happened. Massive news today. CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, has made an appearance on Joe Rogan's podcast, and some very interesting revelations about the FBI's role in Facebook's decision to censor the New York Post bombshell stories on Hunter Biden's laptop. And the Biden family's、uh, dodgy international business dealings. Have a listen. Is the FBI? I think basically came to us.、Uh, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey,、um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of、um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Fewer people saw it than would have otherwise, so it definitely. By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. Now, Kosha, it's worth remembering that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December 
2019. So they knew it wasn't Russian disinfo. Uh, how can this be seen as anything other than election interference? It can't. And you know what's what's interesting here, Rita, is the the context or the the substance of what Mark Zuckerberg said is actually not a new revelation to those of us who pay attention to these things, and increasingly to the everyday voter in America. There's a reason why trust in these institutions, including the FBI, is at an all-time low. Somebody did a poll, one of the polling outfits, um, where people even think that it's akin to the Gestapo or you know things like that, where it's uh, it's really <clears throat> fallen, seen a fall from grace, if you will. And there's a reason for that. But what was remarkable about this story, though, is that it came, the words came right out of Mark Zuckerberg's mouth, from his mouth to our ears. And that was huge, where he he said it sort of in a very nonchalant way. But the fact of the matter is, for a, for a United States agency and the FBI, which is the most heavily armed domestic police force in the world, it has subpoena power, it, it's very powerful for them to be tapping the shoulder of a private company and, uh, you know, telling them this, where, when, as you say, they knew by that point, uh, the story had been validated and they knew that it was uh, valid information, but even if it wasn't, is a big deal. It's a violation of the First Amendment, and it also calls into question this issue of Section 230 and why uh, these platforms are in the business of moderating content and uh, suppressing content when they, they enjoy the immunity protections that that law provides for. So I think this is just putting it into the into the forefront. And I don't know if Zuckerberg expected that or not, but uh, he's created a little bit of a firestorm with his uh, comments there to Joe Rogan. Oh, absolutely. It's also mm. worth remembering that Mark Zuckerberg himself donated more than $400 million to uh, fortify the election and he was also in a position to suppress legitimate news stories that were damaging to the Biden campaign. I mean, I think we're going to hear a lot more about this. Here's Trump at the rally over the weekend ripping into Biden and his economy. Watch. Stop MAGA. Stop Make America Great Again. He thinks making America great again is a threat to our country. No, making America great again is great for our country. Great. There's only one party that's waging war on American democracy by censoring free speech, criminalizing dissent. You see that happening. Disarming law-abiding citizens issuing lawless mandates and unconstitutional orders, imprisoning political protesters, that's what they're doing, rigging elections, weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI like never, ever before, and raiding and breaking into the homes of their political opponents. I wonder who that could be. I wonder who that could be, Karen. Who are they? Whose home are they breaking into? I wonder into? who. Could it be the guy who can fill a stadium with 12,000 people? Mm, probably mm, so. Maybe. Real quick in the live getter chat, I don't want to break the momentum, but Sodak Patriot is saying, uh, my car was hit in February. Shop had it for two months. Still do not have all the parts waiting for two more parts. So this is a real story, and our, our viewers are yeah. connecting with it. Uh, in terms of Donald Trump and what he had to say, I want to bring in Andrew Phipps, uh, one of our great friends. Uh, good morning, sir, from Muncie, Indiana. How are you? Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Karen. Good to see you. Uh, there, good to see you. There was a remarkable speech from Joe Biden last week in prime time, dark and 
nasty, uh, going after MAGA people. And I think that's what Donald Trump was saying there. He's saying, I'm here, Biden, saying that MAGA is a threat to democracy. It's actually Biden and his folks who are stifling dissent, raiding their political opponents' homes. Uh, What are your thoughts about all of this? I think President Trump is absolutely correct. In my lifetime, I have never seen more accomplishments policy-wise that would be beneficial to average Americans than what we had under the Trump administration. I think we have today uh, a party, the Democrat Party, that has become demonic in its demonstration. For example, when we have people that think maybe a man can get pregnant, we have a lady on the Supreme Court that can't identify a woman. When we have given credence to insanity, I hope and pray that the things on which uh, my generation grew up on were things like honesty and decency, hard work, uh, the idea of patriotism, love of country, love of God, love of the family. These were things we didn't look to the government for every solution. And I believe Uh, Karen and Ed, I think the folks are going to rise up resolutely this coming November and express themselves as only they can do. And I think that we're going to see some favorable results. People are not going to tolerate idiocy much longer. Hmm. It doesn't seem like it. This, This rally, I have to tell you, Andrew, the energy was infectious. And it always is. But there was something really special. I think because we've come through some of these uh, primaries and we've seen that Donald Trump is winning. You know, he said you're not going to be tired of winning yet. I think America feels like when we're together as a community that we are winning. When you're in that room, you forget about all the craziness that's going on and you have this hope restored. And it was such a great weekend. I had so many God moments over the weekend, Andrew. And I love when you come on on Mondays normally and give us some biblical references. I'd love if you'd give us a passage or something that you were reflecting on this weekend that we could carry into our week. Well, I I think, Karen, that you are absolutely correct. I believe that we have to look to spiritual answers for the uh, for the panacea for the uh, uh, interpretation of what's going on and i do believe that when you watch president biden it's like watching paint dry and uh, hmm. i think i think that our hope you know the the bible lets me know that daniel encouraged himself in the lord and that's where we have to look to as christians for our encouragement in the word of god and in the Lord of the Bible. And uh, it's been the roadmap for my life and not just me, but millions of others and people that paved the way before me. We we stand upon the shoulders of those people. And I believe that, that uh, when we find in the Bible, we find the solutions, we find the encouragement. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for a solution in another government program or bureaucracy, I'm I'm depending entirely upon what I can find through the sacred scripture. Yes, it existed. These are some histories of the past, some things that I probably shouldn't be the one expressing on here or talking about. 
but let history itself talk from the different and very voluminous amounts of information that is out there online that you can find. But let's focus on the now and the here. And that now and here focuses on this. And that is, of course, that elements within the Biden administration are now going after fundraising efforts by those from the Republican side of the political spectrum or those who are conservatives. Oh, the Bidens say it's not there for any other reason. They keep a token amount of Republicans around, just like in California, who they push out every now and then and throw a few bones to and probably uh, give them a few ounces of cocaine to keep the others happy. And then they reel them back in when they need them for whatever reason to attack and slap and, well, just abuse. Sadly, these victims of abuse and political persecution don't even know that they're just pets that's to be perversely paraded and patronized to be able to be used for political persecution. Let's talk more about it and let's listen to this, particularly this article about what's coming next for conservatives and Republicans. Prayer is probably needed, but also perseverance and putting an effort to fight back with the balance and all means that are possible and legal to be able to defeat what has become an evil regime that is descending on these United States as bad as anything we've seen in communist China, Russia, Soviet Union, or other repressive regimes such as Nicaragua and Venezuela. Well, it's here now, and that is what they're doing. They want to destroy this country, break it up, and take it over for their masters. See, their hope is that if they, let's say, break off California and other regions, Texas and uh, the Northeast and the Southwest and the Midwest and whatever, that they will be able to use those regions and become lords and ladies, kings and queens and whatever little fiefdoms they desire. They range from the extremely radical black militant groups that want to, for example, take Milwaukee and most of that part of, uh, you know, uh, Wisconsin and just create a, what they call black homeland along the shores of Lake Erie. Um, it's something that's been around for a long while, something the Democrats are now adopting and pushing forward. They hope to have not a democracy there, but a kingdom, believe it or not. And then there are other groups, such as those in California who see a liberal blend of a new kind of Mexico that they can build out of, well, Arizona, New Mexico, and Southern California, creating that into another mega region, and possibly Nevada as well. We don't know where this path will lead. We know what their plans are, at least plans that are in public and posted online that can easily be found by all these different groups that seek to chop and divide the USA. They believe their patrons from Peking or Beijing, as it is now called, will be the ones to protect them and provide them whatever they want without realizing, try that on the people in Tibet. They may tell you something a little bit different is what turned out when you side with the CCP. Because China's goal is to eliminate everybody who is a Chinese from control 
of the world and use anybody else as slaves and workers. Look back, read the history, look at Imperial China and what their ultimate goals are. But I digress. So let's listen to this and what the immediate plans are for some of these groups within the context of these United States and the here and the now. Their future plans, well, they can be anything. But it will all start with things like this. I'm Mike of New York. Listen, it may happen. Some of them are here, sir, sir. It's such an honor to meet you, sir. Sir, could I ask you a question? Yeah, what is it? Do you know anything about Russia? Making America great again is bad for our country. Do you believe it? That was in his speech. MAGA. MAGA, he says, we got to stop MAGA. That's when I defined it, because I don't think he knows what it meant. It means make America great again. We have to stop it. Stop MAGA. Stop make America great again. He thinks making America great again is a threat to our country. No, making America great again is great for our country. Great. There's only one party that's waging war on American democracy by censoring free speech, criminalizing dissent. You see that happening. Disarming law-abiding citizens issuing lawless mandates and unconstitutional orders, imprisoning political protests. Great people. Great people. The danger to democracy comes from the radical left, not from the right. Not from the right. This November, we're going to stand up to this rising tyranny of sickness, lawlessness, and death and we are going to take back our country. We're going to take it back. Take it back. South American countries Numerous of them, their leaders said, could you imagine if that was ever done in our country, what the United States would be saying about us? The Biden administration invaded the home of their chief political opponent, who is absolutely destroying him and everyone else in the polls, I hate to say it, even including the Republicans, but we love the Republicans. On a phony pretext, getting permission from a highly political magistrate who they handpicked late in the evening, just days before the break-in, and trampled upon my rights and civil liberties as if our country that we love so much were a third-world nation. We're like a third-world nation. They rifled through the First Lady's closet drawers and everything else. and even did a deep and ugly search of the room of my 16-year-old son. 
leaving everything they touched in far different condition than it was when they started. Can you believe it? The FBI and the Justice Department have become vicious monsters, controlled by radical left scoundrels, lawyers, and the media, who tell them what to do, you people right there, and when to do it. They're trying to silence me, and more importantly, they are trying to silence you. But we will not be silenced, right? We will never stop speaking the truth. We have no choice, because we're not going to have a country left. The evil and malice of this demented persecution of you and me should be obvious to all, and it is. Even media companies that are pretty far left have come out and said, we can't believe this is happening in the USA. We are being assaulted by the same group at the FBI and DOJ that just a few years ago declared no reasonable prosecutor would charge crooked Hillary Clinton after she set up a secret illegal server to hide her family's pay-for-play schemes, crammed it full of classified information, allowed it to be plundered by foreign hackers. You know, that happened. And then deleted, acid-washed, 30,000 emails. Think of that. 30,000 emails. And what else did she do? Boom, with a hammer, smashed her phone systems to smithereens after receiving the highest level of subpoena from the U.S. Congress. I'm Tina Forty. I'm a wife, mother, grandmother, and small business owner. I'm running for Congress to challenge the establishment and fight for you. We have all witnessed the liberal elites and their hypocrisy. We're going to Met Gala. They locked us in our homes, gave us curfews. And Mayor de Blasio tweeting that what happened here was unacceptable, this will not be tolerated, and that he has instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. Well, they roamed free and went on vacations. Nancy Pelosi is under fire today after surveillance video shows her at a hair salon. They ordered us to go without haircuts as they went to salons. They demanded we avoid crowds, wear masks while they partied in crowds maskless. Squad member Jamal Bowman and New York City Mayor Eric Adams both caught maskless after telling everybody to follow the rules and doubling down on mask mandates for schools. They even forced our children to wear masks in school all day. Stacey Abrams causing a huge uproar over this photo in a room full of young masked children. While they posed and grinned right next to them because the rules don't apply to them. What we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible. They mandated vaccines, telling us to trust the science, but ignored and lied about science of natural immunity. It violates bodily autonomy when we allow corporations or governments to tell us what is best for our health. That is a scary place to be. They scolded us not to celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving with our families or while they made trips to see their own families. They closed small businesses but allowed major corporations to stay open. They told us who was essential and who was not. They ruined our economy 
crushed the American dream for so many and took our freedoms. And yes, it involves tough restrictions. But they didn't care because the rules never applied to them. I've been a voice in New York for those who could not speak out. I've taken on de Blasio, Cuomo, and Hoko. Now I'm taking on AOC, right where I was born and raised, in the Bronx. I'll never be silenced. I'll call out these hypocritical politicians, and I'll never stop fighting for freedom. Join me in this fight.